Life is all about relationships, and great leaders heavily invest in those relationships. On the Relationships and Revenue podcast, we talk about how to improve our most significant relationships at home so we can be better in our business relationships. We talk with experts from all over the world representing many disciplines about the best tips and strategies to become amazing people and amazing leaders. Welcome to the show. Welcome back, everyone, to the Relationships and Vernon podcast. This is your host, John Hewlin, as always thrilled to spend some of my time with each and every one of you. You know, I, uh, I'm doing this off the cuff today, guys, and this is a solo episode, so it's just going to be me. And you can probably tell from the title that it's going to be kind of intense, uh, but it's, it's also kind of designed to be that because I didn't really say a whole lot about this to you all. Now, within the last couple of years, you knew that my mom was battling cancer. It was a gastrointestinal kind of cancer. And over the last two to three months, it, things had intensified and had gotten worse. And apparently the cancer had spread. Um, so my mom, uh, my mom's name, for those of you who don't know, was uh, Kathy Ann Bruce or Kathleen Ann Bruce. Uh, she went by Kathy, uh, obviously mom to me. <laughs> but uh, mom passed away on the morning of August the 11th, 2023. And that was a Friday. Two of my kids and I went to go see my mom about three weeks prior to that. We were able to see her um, and she didn't look the same. She didn't. I mean, it was quite clear that the cancer really was, had taken hold of her and she was about half the person that she was before. It was just diminutive, really, is kind of the best word that comes to mind. I mean, when I hugged her, I basically felt her bones and it just, it made me sad and I didn't... Uh, that's not how I wanted to remember my mom, to tell you the truth. Um, uh, we had her funeral, would have been a week later, which would have been Friday, the 18th of August. And it was very nice. It was a very, I mean, as nice as funerals go. Um, it was a nice, very well done funeral. The priest did a great job. The graveside was, I mean, it was very quick. There wasn't much to it. And then we had a meal after. Um, but it was a great opportunity to see some people that I hadn't seen for a very long time, including my sister and her husband, uh, my mom's best friend, Loretta. Uh, still love that lady to death. She's she's a crack up, uh, to say the least. But, uh, you know, I wanted to talk to you today a little bit about my mom. But more than that, what I wanted to do is, yes, share some of my experience with you all but also to try and offer some hope if you're going through something like this, or maybe in the near future, having to go through the death of a parent. And that never happened to me before. This was the first time I've ever had one of my parents die. And so some of it's new, um, a story I haven't shared a lot on the podcast. What I'm going through right now with my mom reminds me a lot of the experience I had when my best friend died. Uh, my best friend, Kent Graham, uh, we were in college together. It was my last year of college. And it was Mother's Day, which was May 8th, 1994. Uh, he and his sister Stacy and three other students from our school, Southwest Baptist University, uh, were killed in a car accident. Uh, Stacy and the three others were killed on impact. Uh, Kent was driving and he made it all the way to the operating table before he passed away there. And I can remember 
different things that I experienced after Kent's death. Um, now, what you need to understand also during this time is that Kent died. Two weeks after that, I graduated college. And then two weeks after that, I got married. So three major life events in one month. Oh, and that was in May. And in August, I started seminary or grad school. So there's a whole lot of stuff that happened right after Kent died. Um, and there was a time I went through a depression. And a part of my memory is gone. And what I mean by that is... Like after I got married, within the first the first six months or so that I was married, there's a lot of things that we did that I don't remember. Um, there are pictures of those things, and the pictures don't help. I don't remember those things at all. And I think it was just my, my body's, my mind's way of dealing with the death of my friend because I didn't really know how to do that. I had no idea how to deal with a death of any kind, let alone the death of a good friend. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So that was certainly a bit of a challenge. And so when I say that how I'm feeling today feels similar to how it did then, I really mean that because some of the feelings are the same, but how to deal with them, oh, I'm so much further ahead now. Um, I'm doing so much better with all this. I'm, I'm really in a very good place. Um, now, I know there's going to be days that are going to be harder than others. There have been some that have been, you know, I've had some struggles with some things and maybe got a little snippy when I shouldn't have, but overall... I'm actually doing pretty well. Now, something that has helped tremendously has come from many of you. Uh, when I announced that my mom had passed away, I had so many people reach out to me with text messages, um, phone calls, cards, uh, direct messages, all different kinds, just saying things like, hey, John, we're thinking about you. We're praying for you, uh, for you and your family and all the stuff that you're going through. Just know that you're not alone. And those things have meant the world to me. Uh, and they continue to. They continue to sustain me and to fill me up, especially in those moments when I feel like I'm kind of losing it. And that happens from time to time. So that's a little bit about what has transpired recently, what's been kind of happening with me on a personal note. But in addition to that, what I want to share with all of you is, you know, I just want to offer you some... Well, what I hope is hope. I want to give you some hope for the time when your mom or dad, that something happens to that person in your life. Because you need to understand that my mom was one of my best friends. I t talked to my mom every week. We talked all the time. And it's been weird the last few weeks not being able to talk to my mom on Tuesday nights, which is typically when we did that. So it's been weird. So with the time that we have left today, I want to talk about how to start navigating the grief that comes along with losing a parent. And I hope that you'll find this helpful because these things have been helpful to me, continue to help me, and I know will do that in the future. So the first thing I want to tell you is this. You need to know that what you're feeling is valid. It's very common to be sad after you lose a parent, but it's also normal to have other feelings. You may not feel sad, and that's okay too. Perhaps you feel numb or relieved or no longer in pain. And trust me, folks, I have felt all those things. Grief is not a respecter of persons, okay? And so it can open the floodgate of complicated and sometimes conflicting emotions. And your relationship with that parent might have had plenty of challenges. It might have been great too. But remember, it represents an important key to who you are and to who I am. This person either helped usher you into the world 
or adopted you and chose to raise you. So just remember that. So this person was one of yours and mine. It's one of our first anchors in the world. It's a significant loss, and it's natural to struggle with it or to experience difficulties. All that's okay. You might get angry or frustrated. You might be guilty, perhaps for not contacting them enough or not being present when they died. You could have shock or emotional numbness. You could have confusion, disbelief, or a sense of unreality, hopelessness or despair, physical pain, mental health symptoms like depression, or possibly even thoughts of suicide. And you might be relieved that your parent is no longer in pain, which is certainly something that I experienced. Number two, let yourself fully experience the loss, no matter how long it takes. Now, people react to grief in different ways, but it's important to let yourself feel all of your feelings. There's no single way to grieve. There's no set amount of time that will automatically set you to feeling better. There's no stages or steps or a checklist to check off. And that can be difficult too. Denying your feelings may seem like the quick way to get where you want to go, but really that's going to set you back. Don't do that. Just remember, some people work through grief quickly and others take longer. Sometimes you'll experience everything you need to experience up front and other times it just comes and goes over time and all those are okay number three know that your feelings may change now, as you're navigating the next days weeks and months following the loss of a parent there's going to be all kinds of emotions and feelings and they can change over time uh some may go through what is often referred to as the five stages of grief and for those of you who don't know Let's go through them real quickly. Stage one is denial. It's kind of feel like being in a state of shock or confusion about the sudden death, about the death of your parent. Uh, number two, anger. You, if you're in this stage, you may feel frustration, rage, or even resentment. Stage three is bargaining. Uh, person in the bargaining phase of grief may have feelings of shame, guilt, blame, or insecurity. They ruminate on matters of the past or worry about the future, judging themselves or others. They overthink and worry. Stage four, depression. During the stage, people may feel hopeless, sad, disappointed, or overwhelmed. There could be changes to sleep and appetite, lack of interest in social activities, and reduced energy. And stage five, acceptance. Getting to this stage of grief may feel like uh, there may be, you may be feeling a sense of self-compassion, courage, pride, or even wisdom. You may learn to accept the reality for what it is be present in the moment as it happens, and you're able to adapt and cope with the situation. Just want to make sure we ran through those really quick. Next one, take care of your well-being. This is very important. Grief often has a significant impact on daily life. Things like your state of mind might change rapidly and without warning. You might notice sleep problems, more or less of an appetite, irritability, poor concentration, or increased alcohol or substance abuse. You might find it tough to work, take care of household chores, and see to your own basic needs. The need to wrap up your parents' affairs may leave you overwhelmed, particularly if you have to handle it alone. Now, some people find comfort in the distraction of work, but they try to avoid. But what I want to say here is avoid forcing yourself to return to work before you're really ready. Sometimes people throw themselves into work and they take on more than they can comfortably handle and then they avoid dealing with the painful emotions that are going on right now, and it just gets worse and worse and worse. So here's some things to keep in mind to make sure you're doing self-care. Make sure you get enough seat, sleep. It would help if I could talk today, wouldn't it? <laughs> Seven to nine hours each night. 
Avoid skipping meals. Even if you don't feel hungry, choose nutritious snacks and small meals of mood-boosting foods. Hydrate. You know what I'm talking about here. Drink plenty of water. Keep moving. I mean, stay active to energize yourself and help raise your spirits. Even a short daily walk will help. Aim for moderation. If you are a drinker, stay within the recommended guidelines. It's understandable you want to numb your pain, but increased alcohol use can have major consequences. Reset. Rest and recharge with fulfilling hobbies and whatever those are for you. It could be gardening, which my mom loved to do, by the way. Uh, It could be reading, which I like to do, and my mom did too. It could be music. It could be anything. But find ways to reset and recharge. Uh, Be mindful. Uh, Meditation can certainly be helpful during this time. Or maybe you need to keep a grief journal where you're just writing down the stuff that you're going through. That can be super helpful. One more tip in this area, speak up. Talk to your healthcare provider about any new physical or mental health symptoms. Reach out to friends and loved ones for support if you need that. Next one, share memories. Talking to family members and other loved ones about what your parent meant to you and sharing stories can help keep the memory of that parent alive. If you have children, you might tell stories about their grandparent or carry on certain family traditions that were important in your childhood. Now, it's probably going to feel painful at first when you start to reminisce, but you may find that your grief begins to ease as the stories start to flow. If you're having a hard time opening up about your parent for the moment, it might be helpful to collect pictures of special times or write them in a letter expressing your grief about the passing of the parent. Now, I realize not everybody has positive memories of their parents, and many times people will avoid sharing negative memories about the people who've passed. If that's the case for you, still finding a way to deal with that is important. Opening up to someone like a therapist or someone that you highly trust is going to really help you out a bunch. Next, do something in their memory. Many people find that specific actions can help honor a deceased parent and offer a measure of comfort. Here's some things to consider. Creating a small home memorial with photos and mementos. Planting their favorite tree or flower in your backyard. Adopting their pet or plants. Continuing work that the lost parent found meaningful, like volunteering or other community service. Donating to their preferred charity or organization. Next, forgive them. Upon hearing the news that an estranged parent passed away, you might feel lost, numb, angry, or surprised by your grief. You might even feel cheated of the opportunity to address past trauma and unresolved hurt. Life doesn't always give us the answers we seek or the solutions we crave. Sometimes we have to accept inadequate conclusions, however unfinished or painful they feel. That's why doing some of these other things we've talked about can be so important, like talking to a therapist or writing these certain things down. If you are that person where you were estranged from a parent and some things happened in the past that were not great and you felt like there were issues between the two of you that were not resolved, man, I would take the opportunity to write that stuff down. And as you write that down, try and find ways to forgive that parent because I can promise you unforgiveness will only eat away at you. It won't do anything, first of all, to the deceased parent. But even if the parent was alive, your unforgiveness doesn't hurt them. It only hurts you. That is a lesson that took me way too many years to figure out, but I'm so grateful that I learned it. So if you want to talk further about that, you guys reach out to me and I will do my best to help you through that or at least connect you with someone that I know can help. Next one. 
Let others comfort you. Friends and loved ones may not know exactly what to say if they haven't faced the same type of loss, but their presence can still help you feel less alone. You know, it's normal to need time to mourn privately, but at the same time, completely isolating yourself doesn't help either. The companionship and support of those closest to you can keep you from being overwhelmed by the loss. Now, beyond providing a supportive presence, friends do things like help out with meals and childcare and handling errands. One thing that is incumbent upon you and has been incumbent upon me is that when people ask us, but even when they don't, what we need, we need to tell them what we need. If you need help with childcare, tell somebody. I promise you, they will find a way to help you with that. If you just, it's just too much for you to even think about making food, I I guarantee you, people are going to be lined up to make food for you. So just do that. And maybe you just need to talk. If that's the case, just tell one of those friends, like, you know what? I need to talk about my mom and her passing and what's going on with me. Guaranteed, that friend is going to find a way to be there for you. And that's something that you'll need to do. Embrace family relationships. One thing you might notice is that family relationships begin to change after the death of a parent. If there's a remaining parent, that parent may now look to you and your siblings for support. And your siblings, if you have them, are facing the same loss as you, not to mention the same loss as the remaining parent. And the unique relationship with your parent can mean they experience loss differently than you do. So it's not unusual for siblings to experience conflict or slowly drift apart particularly if you disagreed about things related to the parent, not the least of which could be the end-of-life care that the parent received. But these same family bonds can provide comfort during grief. You've experienced the same loss, even though that person meant something different to each of you. If you cherish your family relationships, make an effort to strengthen those bonds and draw closer together. And that's something I'm trying to do right now with my sister. I had the pleasure of meeting her husband for the first time. Unfortunately, it was at the funeral, but I did get to meet him. And super, super guy. I really like him. So glad that they found each other. Um, Glad they're together. Uh, Unfortunately, my sister and I don't really live very close to each other, so it certainly makes seeing one another challenging. But uh, that's not an excuse for not talking to her or texting her more often. And I am committing to all of you, and I want you to hold me accountable. You need to ask me about it. Find ways to ask me. Like, have you been in touch with your sister this week? I need to be in touch with my sister every week, just like I was with my mom. That way, my hope is that our relationship will grow. That's what I want to see happen. Last thing in this section, talk about listening with empathy to a sibling who had a difficult relationship with a parent. It can come with all different kinds of emotions, and just the fact that you're willing to listen can mean so much to that, that brother or sister of yours. Consider grief support groups. You know, I know they're not for everybody, but friends and loved ones can offer some comfort, but a grief support group can fulfill a different kind of need by connecting you to others who have experienced similar losses. So it's not uncommon for you and I, if we've been through the loss of a parent, to feel irritated or frustrated when people in our lives who haven't experienced a loss when they attempt to help us or to console us, but they're really not getting it, if you know what I mean. So a support group might be something that would be helpful. Next one, talking to a therapist. Can't recommend that enough. If that's something that you feel like you need, you absolutely need to get on that. 
Um, it may be something worth doing anyway, because there may be other issues that come out as you begin to express the things that are going on inside of you related to the grief that you have over the loss of your parent. You know, you'll be able to unpack things like any guilt or anger, resentment, or other lingering emotions around the deceased parent or anybody else in your life. Therapists are really good for that. Understand and know that feelings may return. Grief is not simple. It is complex and it can take some time. Everybody experiences their own journey of grief and we all do it in different ways. And they certainly don't take the same amount of time. Now these feelings of grief will come and go and they're gonna hit us in different ways always. One thing to remember are certain dates that could be grief triggers like that parent's birthday or certain holidays. Um, certainly, you know, like Thanksgiving, Christmas, because those tend to be big family kinds of holidays, but there are other ones too that could come up. So there could be pain associated with all of those things. So just remember the feelings could come back, even if you thought they went away. I talked about Kent earlier. And while it's been 1990, it's been almost 30, it's been over 29 years since Kent died. Um, it's, it, does not happen very often, but on those rare occasions, there are things that can come up that make me think about Kent and I get sad because my friend's not here anymore, you know, and I think about his parents sometimes, you know, and the fact that they lost their only two kids in the same accident. So they've never known what it's like to be grandparents or to have their children get married. They've never known any of that. Um, that's one of the reasons why I have continued to send cards every year to his parents since 1994. I send Father's Day cards, Mother's Day cards, and Christmas cards every year to them um, just because I wanted them to get a little something on those days because just because their kids died didn't mean they stopped being a mom and a dad. So I hope you found these helpful. Just remember that grief after a parent's death can drain you and leave you reeling, no matter what kind of relationship you had. Also know that grieving is a normal, healthy process and one that looks different for everybody. Treat yourself with kindness and compassion, embracing patience as you take the time you need to work through your loss. Now, I'm not just telling you guys that. I'm telling the same thing to me because that's what I'm dealing with. So again, thank you all for tuning in today. I realize it's been a very different kind of episode, uh, but I think an important one. It was important for me to do it, for me to share some personal things, and hopefully to help both of us know better in the future how to deal with loss, because it's not like this is the last time this is going to happen. It's not. Death is a part of life, and I'm not sad for my mom. I'm sad for me that I don't get to see her anymore. And I know that sounds kind of selfish, and I do mean it in a somewhat selfish way. Uh, I miss her. I wish she was still here, but I know that she's not. And I'm grateful for the time that I had with her. Um, she helped mold me into the man I am today. I was really trying hard to get through this without crying. And I think I've done a pretty good job until now. But just know, guys, that I love you. I care about you. And that's exactly why I chose to do this episode today. Because I care about you. I want the best for you. And you mean the world to me. You really do. So thank you so much for being here, and I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to Relationships and Revenue. I'd love to get your thoughts on the show. Two ways you can do that are 
to give us a rate and review and or connect with me on social media. You can find me at John Hewlin. Thanks again for listening. And remember, passion gets you started. Purpose keeps you going. Have a great day and we'll see you next time. Bye.